Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, so um, a couple of weeks ago, the Lord put it in my heart for us to have um, the weekend of increase. And there are four purposes why we're having this weekend. The first one is to feed on the Word of God regarding increase. To feed on the Word of God regarding increase. Number two, to feed our faith on God's plan and purpose for our lives regarding increase. To feed our faith. How many of you know the food of the Spirit is the Word of God? Right? Come on, talk to me. The food of the Spirit is what? It's the Word of God. Number three, to renew our minds where material increase and biblical increase or prosperity is concerned. To renew our mind. To walk on our mind. Where material increase and biblical prosperity is concerned. If we do not renew our mind, we cannot experience the will of God. Romans chapter 12 tells us that. That for us to be able to prove the will of God, our mind needs to be renewed. And renewal of mind is a byproduct of understanding the word of God. Okay? If your mind needs to be renewed, then the word of God needs to be learned. Many people want to renew their mind not by the word of God. Okay? They, they want to renew their mind by experience. They want to renew their mind by what people said. No, but we can only renew our minds by God's word. And so, in the course of the weekend of increase, we are setting our faith forth to receive the increase that comes from God and then we're renewing our mind to experience the same. So one of the ways to get the benefits out of this meeting, first of all, is to set your faith that in the course of these three days, you are going to receive revelation knowledge that will bring increase your way. Praise the name of the Lord. And then number four, why are we having the weekend of increase? To create an atmosphere for the miraculous where God increase for our lives is concerned. You know, to, to, to create an atmosphere, a spiritual atmosphere, where the Lord can act and increase us and experience and give us that increase. You know, because in the atmosphere of faith, anything is possible if we've got that atmosphere of faith. You know, I was preaching in um, the last week that I traveled, I preached, preached in Podakot, preached in... Uh, Wari preached in Agbar, I preached in maybe like five places or thereabouts. But I was preaching in, 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 in a church in Wari, in Dad's church. And there was this guy, <laughs> his testimony was just miraculous. There was this guy who came, he had no job, dejected, all kinds of stuff going on with him. And what my our resident pastor's wife encouraged him to come into the meeting, and I was teaching on faith to receive from God. And he came into the meeting, heard the word of God. That was on a Wednesday. On his way going back, they called him for a job. He's been looking for a job for a while. They called him for a job. And the, they called him for a job he had applied for a long time ago. And he had to resume on Thursday morning. So he actually sent his testimony from the place where he was working. In the presence of God, there is an abundant supply of the miraculous. If you take out miracles from the scriptures, you will not have a complete Bible. Come on, how many of you are believing God for some miraculous intervention, glory to God, where the supply of God is concerned? 
Amen. Come on, I said amen. Alright, so that's the four reasons or the four purpose why we're having the weekend of increase. Now, many times, and we're going to get on to there, a lot of Christians do not understand how God blesses His children. How does God bless His children? Or how does God uh, initiate increase in the life of His children? And because we do not understand that, we struggle a lot. Let me tell you this. I actually believe from God's word and from my own personal experience in life that a child of God should not experience a whole lot of struggles to experience increase. If you would obey the voice of the Spirit. If you would follow the leading of God. If you would do what the Lord has asked you to do, you shouldn't... You shouldn't, there, there should be a marked difference in your life. And somebody say, well, pastor, I'm just going through my wilderness journey now. I know one day I'm going to get into Canaan. And I tell people, well, even when the Israelites were going through wilderness, they had manna. Come on. Am I right? Even in the wilderness, there were signs that they were supernaturally provided for by God. Right? They had meat, although the meat came because they quarreled that they were tired of manna. <laughs> but we can see that even in the wilderness, the hand of God was upon their life. What that means is even if you're going through tough times right now, there should be certain signs that the Lord is for you. Remember the song we just sang? The Lord is for me. That's just amazing. If the Lord is for us, you see, even when the children of Israel got to the edge of Canaan, what happened? They took the graves and they tested the graves of Canaan. Right. You know, one of the things I've always believed is that God will give you a foretaste of your future. <laughs> I said God will give you what? A foretaste of what? Of your future. Are you here? Say amen if you're here. Alright. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. So, one of the things we're going to experience in the weekend of increase is we're going to read scriptures that you already know. Praise God. Hey, church, where are you guys? I said praise God. Alright, that's better. Don't sit here and do like you're streaming the services. Alright. <laughs> praise God. Now, um, when I eat, I, I eat very fast. I, I don't know why I eat very fast, but I know that I eat very fast. Uh, but, you know, when I talk with medical people, they say, well, you have to chew your food slowly. You have to make sure you chew it slowly. It will help the digestion. Now, for me to eat slowly, I need to renew my mind concerning where eating is concerned. Now, because I have to understand why I need to eat my food slowly, because... I, I think I eat fast because of time management. I just consider, well, if there's food, I'm not going to spend 30 minutes just eating. There are other things to do, okay? You know, so, but then people say, well, you've got to eat slowly so the food can digest properly and all of that. And I respect that opinion. It's the same thing with the Word of God. I think that when we feed on the Word, sometimes we're so much in a hurry to finish a chapter of the Bible or to finish our message, or to read all through that scripture, and we do not chew on the word slowly. So, one of the things I want to do during the weekend of increase, is we're going to spend time, praise God. You're not going to be like me. Amen. You're going to eat it slowly. So, we're going to take the word of God slowly. We're going to read it. We're going to go over it. Why? Because we are renewing our mind, and we are feeding our faith where increase is concerned. So, we don't just want to go through three days of feeding our faith on the word of increase and we don't experience increase. That's not what we want. Is that what you want? No. We want to feed on the word and we want to see the word works because the word will always work. Hallelujah. So, let's go to Genesis 1.28. Um, Genesis chapter 1. 28. Okay. Now, this was when God created man. What were the first words that man ever heard? The very first words that man heard. Look at it. God blessed them. The very first word. God blessed them. And how did God bless them? 
God said to them. So these were the very first words that Adam and Eve heard after God created them. What was the first word that man heard? Be fruitful. Everybody say be fruitful. I didn't hear you. Say be fruitful. Can you see that? The very first words that man heard from the mouth of God is fruitfulness. Not decrease, but fruitfulness. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So when God created man and man and God spoke to man for the first time, everything that man heard for the first time on uh, in his life was about increase, multiplication, fruitfulness, and dominion. Think of that. Think of that. That was the very first words man heard. That tells us the image that God had in his heart when he was creating man. That he wanted his man to be fruitful. He wanted his man to multiply. He wanted his man to increase. He wanted his man to fill the earth. He wanted his man to subdue it. Increase is God's perfect plan for us. Everybody say that. Say increase is God's perfect plan for me. Say one more time. Say increase is God's perfect plan for me. God wants you to increase. God wants you to be fruitful. God wants you to multiply. God wants you to extend, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have authority, to have dominion. Many times we look at our lives and it, we, we are not seeing that progress. I don't think that's God's will for us. God wants us to experience progress. He wants His children to experience increase. The very first words that man heard were the words of fruitfulness. The very first words that man heard were the blessing of God upon his life. Be blessed. God blessed them. And said to them, be fruitful. God blessed them and spoke words of fruitfulness to them. And that's very important. That our expectation and our heart is set on this verse of scripture. If these are the very first words that man heard, it means these are important in the heart of God. Where his children are concerned. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now go to Genesis chapter 9. The whole of the fall happened. And then, now God was speaking to Noah. Remember, after man sinned, and then all of that destruction happened, the whole earth, you know, was covered with water, and Noah found grace in the sight of God. And then, Noah was rescued from the ark. Now see what God told Noah. He had spoken to Adam in Genesis chapter 1. This is nine chapters later. Uh, and this is hundreds of years later. Because Noah preached for 120 years. This is 100 plus years later. Verse 9. Chapter 9 verse 1. Sorry. Chapter 9 verse 1. Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1. Look at this. And God blessed Noah. The same words, the same thing that was said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 is the same thing that God said over Noah. And God blessed Noah and his sons and did what? Oh, talk to me church. And did what? And said to them. We're going to, we're going to deal with this a whole lot more tomorrow, but I just want to lay foundation for that today. You remember, you remember, Every time God blesses, He says something. Can I just tell you? One of the ways and the primary ways by which God blesses His children is that He speaks His word to His children. Let me tell you something. Many Christians 
fail in life because they do not pay attention to the word of God. That's, that's the number one reason. They struggle in their own human strength to excel. The increase of the believer is wrapped up in the word of God. You know, we, we can have a meeting like this, and we call the meeting the weekend of increase, right? And we are feeding on the word of God, and we're learning the word of God. And you'd see, people, some people will not show up for the meeting, because, well, they have to keep their shops open, they have to do this, they have to do that. And they don't know that the way God blesses his children is to call them together and to speak certain words into their life. And if they receive those words and believe in those words and act on those words, then they put themselves in a position for the supernatural to get to place in their, in their lives. That's, that's the way God blesses. But many, many believers don't. They, they'd rather do anything else but stay under the word. They'd rather do anything else but, but read the word, but meditate on the word, and speak the word, and confess the word, and declare the word. Because we have not understood up until now the authority that is in God's word to cause things to happen in our lives. Are, are you following what I'm saying? You know, many years ago, uh, a, a man is a partner with Brother Copeland now. A man from Jamaica. Brother Copeland was having a meeting close to his country then. I forgot to the specific country. And uh, the man took permission that he wants to be in the meeting. And in those days, uh, except the Southwest Believers Convention in, now, but in those days, all their meetings used to be one week. They started on Sunday and they finished on Sunday. And so the, 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 this man said he wants to be in the meeting. <laughs> and and uh, his boss did not uh, agree to give him permission for that. And this man has been following Brother Copeland for years and he said, well, I'm going to be in that meeting. So he told his boss, well, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just giving you an example. And so he told his boss, listen, there are two things. You either give me permission to be in this meeting or I'll resign and go for the meeting. And, and the boss said, well, if you want to resign, you can, but we're not giving you permission. So he resigned and went for the meeting. So on the third day, it wasn't a very big meeting like that. But on the third day, words got to Brother Copeland that, you know, this man came for this meeting. These are the circumstances with which he came for the meeting. And so Brother Copeland, you know, kind of like met him and, you know, talking to him. And almost saying to him, oh, well, you shouldn't have resigned to come for the meeting or something like that. And the man said to Brother Copeland, if you believe the things you're teaching us concerning the blessing and all the things you're teaching, then that job is a little sacrifice to pay. To come and hear the word of God. And Brother Copeland said, wow. <laughs> you know, it's almost like saying the man is teaching you faith. You came to teach the man faith and the man is teaching you faith. And after a, a week, you know, of course he went back. They didn't accept him into the job and all of that. He did not get a job immediately. I think a couple of months passed. There was still no job. But he was feeling on the word that he received. And man, the doors opened onto him. He got a new job that was almost ten times better than what he had before. Amen. And he is one of the greatest partners of Brother Copeland today. Now, what happened to that man? He put priority on the word of God, went and sat down and listened to the word, fed his faith, renewed his mind where the word of God was concerned, and that word went to work in his life. That's how the believer increases. We put priority on the word of God. And I want to tell you, you know, as we get into next year, I know a whole lot of things are going on. Some of you are planning your Christmas decorations. Some of you have even ironed your Christmas shirt down. You want it to be so straight. No, so you're taking weeks to iron it. You've got all these things planned out. If you know what is good to you, plan a time where you're going to set yourself aside and just feed your faith and feed the word and receive the word of God because every increase you're going to get in the year that is coming is directly connected to how much of the word of God you have in your spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Come and talk to me. Are you hearing what I'm, what I'm saying? It's your life. This is nobody's life. It's your life. I mean, every day of my life, it's dawning on me that this is my life. If I want to live in health, it's my life. If I want to live in increase, it's my life. If I want a church to grow, if I want this ministry to get to where God wants it to get to, it's my life. So, you have to make up time to feed on the Word of God. Read the Scriptures. Open the Bible. Get the Word of God inside your spirit. In the illustration, I usually tell you, reprogram your spirit by God's Word. So that by default, it's functioning in, in just an area. The area of increase. So, God said this over Noah. Go back to Genesis 9.1. Over Noah. Genesis chapter 9. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, look at this, be what? Fruitful. What did God say to Noah? Be what? The very same words he spoke to Adam. That means God hasn't changed his mind. That means God didn't say, well, I told Adam be fruitful, he misbehaved. That's okay. You, you guys' fruitfulness have ended. Your subscription to fruitfulness has expired. No. God took those same words. And you see, listen carefully to this now. Feed your mind here. Wherever God talks about the blessing, what's the next word that follows? Multiplication or what? Fruitfulness. Every time. He blessed them, He'll say to them, be fruitful. He'll bless them, increase is there. There is no, in, there is no blessing without the increase. No blessing. A man that is blessed will experience increase. And how is God going to cause this increase to come? His word. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful. Be fruitful. And multiply and fill the earth. Be fruitful. Multiply and fill the earth. I want you to say this. Take it as a command from God today that you have been commanded by God to be fruitful. You receive it. That Listen, I have a command from God that I should be fruitful so my life cannot go otherwise. I don't have an instruction to decrease. And the reason is this. We have to renew our mind because when we look into our future, we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't see a future that's not full of increase. We, we, we shouldn't see that. From the scriptures, we're not permitted to see our lives not experiencing increase. You know, the Lord told Brother Copeland, Brother Copeland was 84 years, two, two days ago, about when he celebrated his birthday, December 7th. He was 84 years old. 84 years old. And he's still preaching hours, standing. Still flying. Well, he didn't fly a lot this year because of COVID-19, but obviously still flying. <laughs> 84 years old. But you know the instruction the Lord gave him? The Lord told him to get into the next phase of your ministry. Imagine somebody has been doing ministry for 40 something plus years, going to 50 years, and the Lord is still talking to him about the next phase of his ministry. I mean, then you ask yourself, what phase, what other phase is there? But look at what the Lord told him. The Lord said, go back to the teachings of Brother Hagen from 1962 and start feeding on them again. For the next phase of your ministry. That's the same instruction the Lord gave him. And it's interesting because. I don't know if I mentioned it. But as we were getting into this month. That was the exact instruction the Lord gave me. About his own materials. Was go back and feed on them like you were feeding on them when you were in school. I want you to have that same hunger. And to feed on those materials the way you're feeding on them. So why is the Lord giving that instruction to go back and feed on the word? 
is because they cannot be increased without feeding on God's word. Are, are you following what I'm saying? So imagine at 84, the Lord is telling Brother Copeland to go back and pick the teachings of Brother Hagen in 1962. <laughs> and feed on them. For the next phase of his ministry. Praise God. Now, it's important for you to understand this. We're going somewhere. I want you to do this for your own life. You don't need to hear a voice from heaven. Get a hold of our teachers. Get a hold of our materials. Get a hold of the book. Get a hold of the Bible. And go on a diet of feeding yourself with the word of God more and more, stronger and stronger because of what God wants to do in our life in the year that is coming. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, I said praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Are, are, you, are you getting something tonight? Feeding on the word of increase. He says, the Lord blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. I want you to increase. That's what the Lord is saying. When the Lord blesses you, increase is the next agenda. The blessing of God comes to set you up for multiplication and fruitfulness and increase. And how does God do that? The first thing is He speaks the blessing over your life. Man, I'm telling you, my heart is set to experience the increase of God in every area of my life. I'm telling you that. That God will open doors for us in nations we did not think of. And I tell you, I, I'm believing that the highest income giving we've ever received as a family, as individuals, uh, is just going to come to us. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you feed on the word of God, you position your angels to have something to work with. You position your angels to have something to work with. Verse 2. The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bed of the sky with everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea into your hand they are given. You see, when God gives the blessing, He gives dominion. Come on, everybody say, when God gives the blessing, He gives dominion. So God doesn't bless you so things will dominate you. When God puts the blessing on your life, then you've got dominion. When God puts the blessing on your life, then you have dominion. He doesn't put the blessing on your life so that things will dominate you. When He blessed Noah, He began to tell Noah, come on, you're going to have authority over this thing. You're going to have authority over this. You're going to have authority over this. It doesn't matter where our location is. Once the blessing is at work, increase will follow. Increase will come. Increase will come. Increase will come. It doesn't matter where we are. The Lord wants us supernaturally blessed. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. Go to Isaiah 51. Write all these scriptures down. Get the message. Listen to it again and again. Oh, thank you Lord. I love the song that the choir did this evening. The favor of God. We've got to believe that the favor of God. Hallelujah. Would be at work in our life. I was listening to one of my mentors this morning. And uh, just listening to his message. And he was saying something. I mean how the Lord has just blessed them. How the Lord has just blessed them. And he's been in ministry for a while. For a long time. Praise God. And people have just blessed him with cars. Never bought cars. Just blessed them. Just blessed him with cars. People just sown cars into his life. I mean, that's the favor of God. Come on, I said, that's the favor of God. I said, that's the favor of God. How many of you would like to be in a position where people just bless you with things? You know, many people think that they need to buy everything they need in this life. Hmm? Think so? Even though you're working. One of the things that's going to happen to you over this weekend is the favor of God on your life is going to increase. Come on, I said the favor of God on your life is going to increase. The favor of God on your life is going to just increase. When I was thinking about that and I said, well, it's been long. I got a car. I need to put my faith out there now. 
get something. And just receive something. The blessing of God will bring things our way. God is not against us having things. He's against us serving things, working for... He's against us allowing those things to dominate us. But a blessed man will always experience favor. I tell you the truth. Praise God. I said praise God. A blessed man will also experience favor. Sometimes the things people will buy for such and such amount, mean you buy it at a giveaway price because the blessing is on your life. I'm set for increase like never before. I don't know about you, but my heart is made up. If there's an increase for me in God's word, I'm going to feed my mind on it until my spirit... You know, it's almost like you feed your spirit so strong it becomes a magnet. And the favor of God just comes after you. Let's look at this now. Let's go to Isaiah 51. Let's see this. We're seeing how God deals with His children. When He speaks with His children. How does God deal with the children? What is the blessing? What does the blessing do in the life of a believer? This blessing will cause you to inherit things. It will cause you to walk in dominion. It will cause the favor of God to come on your life and upon your ministry, upon the works of your hands. And wherever you turn, you begin to experience increase. Isaiah 51 verse 1. It says, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. Who is he talking about? He's talking about us. Right? Not only are we pursuing righteousness, now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But we seek after the kingdom. We seek to live right. We seek to walk in that which God wants us to walk in. So he says, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. We're the ones who seek the Lord. When we come for a meeting like this to hear God's word, we are seeking the Lord. We're seeking His word. We have a heart to seek the Lord. And God is trying to tell us something. He says, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. He's trying to say, look at your lineage. Look at your heritage. Look at where you're coming from. Verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father. So we all agree. You know, we sing it. Abraham's seed. Abraham's children. It says, look to Abraham, your father. And to Sarah, who gave you, who gave birth to you in pain. Look at this. When he was but one, I called him. He was one. I called him. Then I did what? I didn't hear that. Then I did what? Then I did what? And what happened to him? And multiplied him. What did we talk about? Every time the blessing comes, what's the next thing we see? Come on everybody, what's the next thing we see? Multiplication. Come on church, are you with me? Every time the blessing is spoken over a man, what's the next thing we see about the blessing? multiplication, 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 every time, every time. And God says, listen, I called Abraham alone. I called Abraham alone. Then I did something to Abraham when I called him alone. I blessed him. And what happened after I blessed him? I multiplied him. Now, how many of you know, how did God bless Abraham? How did God bless Abraham? He spoke words to him. I'll make your name great. And through you shall the nations of the earth be blessed. That's how God blessed them. How will God bless you today? By his word. By his word. But I want you to see the life of Abraham. God called this man. And this man believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know, when God called Abraham and God spoke words over the life of Abraham, it didn't look like Abraham was going to amount to anything much. Praise God. It didn't look like Abraham was going to amount to anything much. Go to Genesis. I like this. I called him alone. I blessed him. 
And I multiplied him. Genesis chapter 12. I want you to, like I said, we're eating the word meal slowly. I really want this thing to change the picture on your inside. When you look at your future, hmm? when you look at your future, don't see a future of decrease. See a future of increase. One of the words I don't want you to use. Don't use them. God's, God's been speaking to me very strong about, uh, about my words and my confession. Don't, don't go out there saying this is my hustle. I'm hustling. Don't do that. The blessing of God is upon your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are working and that work is going to bring increase. Don't get into all of that slang. You are different. The blessing of God is upon your life and the works of your hands will be blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't get into all of those language. You're not, you're not struggling to increase. The blessing is on your life. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house. To the land in which I'll show you. How in the world will God call a man and says, leave everything you know. And I'm taking you to a land. How does, how does that connote a blessing? How does that separation connote a blessing? Because you know what? For some of us, when the word of God will come to us, it will not just come to us and say, listen, you are blessed, I'll make you rich, I'll make you a millionaire. Sometimes that word of God that's the blessing of our lives will come to us as a call to separation, as a call to do something, as a call to obey, as a call to, you know, something. There will be a demand on our life. Just as the Lord told Brother, Brother Copeland, get back to the materials of Brother Hagen since 1962 and feed on them. That's a call to increase. You know, for some of you, it will be, well, God, you know, for some of you, God's going to call you from your bed. <laughs> I'd say you have, your union with the bed is too, too much. Get up early and pray some more in tongues. That will be the call to increase. You know, because sometimes we don't interpret the separations of God as a call to increase. Let me tell you something. How many of you have felt probably in recent times or at certain times in your life to pray some more? Let me see your hand. Okay, how many of you have felt at certain times in your life to sow some more? Just give a bit more. Let me see your hands. Yeah, I know the hands will drop few, drop down a bit. <laughs> if I say how many of you have had the leading to buy forex, your your hand and your leg will go up. <laughs> okay, how many of you have had some leadings to get a hold of messages and listen to some more? All right, how many of you have had the leading to read the word of God some more? Okay, now it means all of you have been led. You've been led. Now, how many of you have heard the leading to pray some more and you prayed some more? Okay, now the hands are are reducing. How many of you have had the leading to give some more and you actually gave some more? (laughs) Now, people are raising their hand and scratching their head, so I'm not sure which one. Are you raising your hand or you're scratching your head? Okay, how many of you have had the leading to pray some more and you really prayed some more? Okay. Now you know what? When the Lord gives you those instructions, they are victory instructions. Let me tell you something. If I want to give um, Obinakom, if I want to give him my phone, this is an example. It's not. <laughs> let the whole world know it's an example. If I want to give him my phone, are you seeing the way his hand is? Can you see his hand? Come here. <laughs> This man has been the act of receiving for a long time. If I, if I say, I want you to have my... Can you see his hand? Why is his hand like this? He wants to receive. Okay, thank you. Let's, let's, not, let's not finish the example. Thank you. Do you realize that every time God tells you to do something some more, God is positioning your spirits to receive? It's a victory instruction. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, God is not asking you to pray more so He would love you more. He already loves you. He's not asking you to give more so He would love you more. He already loves you. When the Lord says, I want you, 
to pray some more. It's because the Lord knows He wants to bring something into your life and the way to get you to receive that is what? Is to pray some more. Are, are you following this? Come on, I said, are you following this? Imagine what we said about Brother Copeland. The Lord said, for the next phase of your ministry, I want you to go back and feed on Brother Hagin's teaching since 1962. What is the Lord trying to do with him? This man already has got faith. If you don't know Brother Copeland, as of today, 2020, Brother Copeland has given out 28 aircrafts. 28 airplanes as seed. <laughs> Not as bought, as sown, as seed. One man. You know, people say, yeah, it's because he's a preacher. No, it's not because he's a preacher. When Brother Copeland started out in ministry, he had only one shirt, one trouser and one suit. And he kept, he kept, <laughs> he kept merging that, sewing that trouser, sewing that trouser until he almost had one big pocket at the, at the back of the trouser. And the tailor had to tell him, we can't amend this no more. At the age of 30, when the Lord called him to go to Ray Robert University, he had no money to pay fees. When they started out married, you know, the desk they had in their kitchen was, was an art work, like home economics work that I think Brother Copeland did in his school. You know, when they say, go and make table, that's what they started We Go listen to their story. But I like something that Gloria Copeland said. He said, when we found out that if we seek the kingdom, every other thing will be added, we sought out to seek the kingdom, the word of God overgrew in our lives and overgrew the bills and overgrew us and brought the blessing our way. We are entering a new year. The Lord has this whole mighty supply of things for us. We need victory instructions to position ourselves to receive them. Are you, are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? Look at this now. He says, and I will make you a great nation. And I will make you a great nation. You see, the Lord does not call people to Himself to reduce them. You know, many times we think when we serve God, we're going to miss out the things of this world. We're not going to have enough fun. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. He says, I'll make you a great nation. And I will bless you. I will bless you. I like that word. I will bless you. It says, and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. The Lord called him and separated him and says, I'm going to bless you. Why do Christians struggle today to walk in the blessing? They're not positioned to hear the voice of God. Right? A lot of Christians are waiting for their prophets to prophesy over them. To speak God's word over them. Take this word. And feed on it. You know what I mean feed on it? Shut your phone off. Get the word in your spirit. You know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to a certain extent. Very, um, Is there anything like smallly blessed? Just blessed like this. You know, but when I had my birthday... There's something my, my, my family, my kids and my wife were saying. That, I mean, it was good. It was, it was good in a way, but some, in some other way it was, you know. And they were like, what, what do we buy for you? What, what can we give to you? You know. And all of them couldn't come up with one thing. They just say, well, you, you are blessed. You know, people give you stuff. Well, you, you just have what you need. And that's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that you now go and say, well, you know, our pastor, we don't, we don't, yeah, just <laughs> say that man is blessed. You can't give him anything. No, that's not the voice of God speaking to you. But what I'm trying to say is this. You realize that the Lord will just put you in people's heart and they will just begin to bless you. You will come to this place where literally you look around you and there's almost no need. It can be possible. You know what Abraham told the king of Sodom? 
It says, I've lifted up my hands to God. So you will not be able to say, no man made Abraham rich but God. That means Abraham knew that in following God, God can make him rich. I mean, that's some faith. That's some trust. Because we're going to talk about that. One of the reasons people do not experience increase is they don't trust God. They don't trust God. If God wants to increase you, He will train you in trust. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's going to train you what? In trust. <laughs> when the Lord tells you to give. I'm, I'm so glad the Lord trained me on giving before we started reading all this rubbish on social media. Because I, I pity for this generation that don't know how to sow. It's, it's just funny. <laughs> it's just amazing how people grow up and they don't know how to give and how to be of a blessing to the work and how to be a blessing to the kingdom and to ministers of the gospel not just for their own good but because in that generosity you open up yourself to the supply of the spirit how come you don't want to give but then you want people to give you how do you work that way how many of you think that's a one-sided equation? Hmm? You don't like giving, but you like to receive. But you know, that's a complete circle, right? It's a circle of what? Giving and what? And receiving. You know, let me tell you something I'm, I'm doing right now, or I'll do, or I'm doing to be done. <laughs> you know, I've been saving since January till December. I've been saving a particular amount of money into some hundreds of thousands. And you know why I'm saving that money? Because I've got two mentors and my dad who is my spiritual father. Those are like my three spiritual oversights. I've got two mentors and my dad. And one of the reasons I'm saving that money from January is because I want to be able to bless my pastor who is my dad and my mentors. January 1st, I want to be able to sow significantly into their lives and bless them. And what I want to sow into their lives is not something I can just get up, pick from my account and give. And I've been saving for the last 12 months to get that to happen. That's been deliberate about your giving. That's been deliberate about your giving. Praise the name of the Lord. And when that instruction came, that's a victory instruction. That's the Lord positioning me to be of a blessing so I can be positioned to receive. Because it's he that sows bountifully that will do what? Would reap bountifully. Now, people have gone into the extreme. I'm, I'm trusting the Lord will give us liberty to go into that subject. People have gotten into the extreme concerning giving and receiving. But you cannot remove it as an eternal law of God. It's a law in the word. And so sometimes when we talk about the increase, the Lord will give us victory instructions. Some of those victory instructions will be specifically giving instructions or praying instructions or word instructions. Or sometimes God will say, separate yourself to me. Give yourself to fasting and prayer. How many of you have the Lord told you about fasting to fast? No hand up. The Lord doesn't tell you people to fast. How many of you the Lord has told you it's time to eat? You see that God never tells you it's time to eat. What does the Lord always tell you? It's time to separate yourself. You know, every time the Lord is telling you to separate yourself, there is a victory instruction there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, there's a what? Victory instruction there. Let's read this now. Where, where, where in verse what? Verse... What were we reading? Genesis what? 12, okay. Verse 2. I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you. And I'll make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. Now look at what he said. Look at what he said. This has always been, this scripture has always been a, a massive instruction in my spirit. It says, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Let me tell you, one of the secrets of walking in the blessing, look for a man that God had blessed and bless him. That's why when Paul, people partnered with Paul, uh, 
Paul says, Philippians 4.13, My God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And this scripture has been my self-defense scripture. If you bless me, you'll get blessed. If you curse me, you'll get cursed. I don't even need to curse you. It's an automatic response system programmed into my spirit. That in such a way that the angels around me react to you based on your response to me. I'm not in control of what you get from me. You decide that. I'll repeat that again. I'm not in control of what you get from me. Who does the decision? You decide. If you want to be, if you want to be blessed, what should you do to me? You bless me. <laughs> if you want to be cursed, what do you do to me? <laughs> yeah, but then, the curse will not affect me. You just get it. It's a bounce of system. Alright? When it hits, the system reads it. And say, what does this person deserve? And then they figure out what is good for you. So it's not my prayer point. I don't pray, oh God, anybody that I've caused... No, 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 I don't pray. It's programmed into my spirit. It's programmed around me. And that's true. And that's true. And that's true. I like what somebody said many years ago. He says, if you, re- if you relate to Jesus as a carpenter, all you will get are good chairs and tables. But if you relate to him as a prophet, then you get a deliverance. You know, most times... We want people to come and say, hey, you, no, no, no. You don't need to be shouting, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. The blessing is programmed by itself to respond accordingly. And let, let me tell you this. It's not only for me. As a child of God, it's the same thing in your life. When people react to you differently, they get different response. That is why you should also be careful how you deal with people. Because people also carry the blessing. How many of you know the scripture says if you give a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, what will happen? You're giving it to me. And if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, what did the Bible say? It's better a milestone is turned around your neck and you're thrown into the sea. So it's not just because I'm a pastor. This thing is programmed in the blessing of Abraham. That's why most people are cursed, listen carefully, because of how they relate with others. It's not the devil. It's self-imposed. And that's why deliverance does not work. Because you can't react to people badly and expect an anointing oil to cure it. When you react to people badly, you go back and change the way you react and your life is going to come. And I might have you read the book, Relationship and Prosperity. Because one of the ways God blesses people is to bring relationships their way. Are you still here? Okay. So, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. Now Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from her. So at 75, at 75, God (laughs) called this man and he departed. But how many of you remember, the scripture says, Lot was blessed because he went with what? Abraham. How many of you know God did not call Lot? God never spoke to Lot. Are you hearing this? You know, people say, oh God, I don't hear God talking to me. God never talks to me. Well, hang around people God talks to. Hang around the blessing. If you hang around the blessing long enough, it will work in your life. You know, I told someone the other day. I said, listen, if you come work for me, if you're around me, you might not get a very expensive monthly pay. But the blessing oh, will rub off on you. And by the end of the day, the blessing will overtake you. And it's the same thing with me. If you hang around me long enough, if you listen to what I teach you long enough, the blessing will work in your life. I mean, and I'm, I'm saying this with as much humility as I can say it. You can throw me anywhere and just give me some small amount of time and the blessing would work. I've seen strange miracles. I know the miracles that excite believers a lot is financial miracles. So let me share one with you. There was a time I was traveling to when you share money miracles. Now, ah, there's an anointing there. You know. But even for things, even for things, I think Sister Mary shared one with you on Sunday. She was telling you. You know, sometimes I just want certain things and the Lord puts me in the right place and then the things just happen. So, um, I was to go to the U.S. and then I was, I was to go to the U.S. maybe a week or something and, and I needed a bit of dollars. I was reluctant about going to change dollars and the rest. So, I went to Potakot Church to preach. That was when I was still going to Potakot, Sunday evening. And then I needed a hundred dollars or something. Just there was a specific amount I can't remember, but I just needed that amount either to I don't know what I but I needed it. And I was in this meeting. There were eight people in the meeting. Eight, okay. There were eight people in the meeting. 
I didn't mention anything about my trip. I, was, I finished teaching and we closed the meeting. As I was going, a brother came to me and just met me. He says, I'm so sorry, I, but I really want to bless you with this. I just had it in my heart to bless you. I said, okay. So I took it. I didn't know what it was. It was in the envelope. And I have a policy. When people bless me with money or something, I don't look at it immediately. You know, sometimes it can, you know, if you're not careful, you're a human being, it can affect your prayers, right? You know, somebody bless you, you know, maybe like put 15 naira in three envelopes and you hold it in your mind. You think like, ah, finally I can go and buy this car. And then you open it. And then, 15 naira, I almost have to say, kneel down. <laughs> and he kneel down, it's not, it's not letting me, you know, so, yeah, just, just, just pray from your heart, okay? You know, and, and all that. So, I went to the hotel and I opened it. It was exactly the amount I needed and it was in dollars. What's the chance that out of eight people listening to you, somebody had dollars? Probability. How many of you have dollars right now? And you guys are more than eight. See that probability? is <laughs> not common. But that's the blessing of God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? The blessing of God knows your need. Right? Come on. I said the blessing of God knows your need. You know, I ended this whole big screen in my office. You know, I wanted a bigger screen. I think that Mary said she talked about it on Sunday. And I was just telling, well, I think I need to get this thing. Oh, I think I need to get this thing. Oh, I think I... And I went to preach. And uh, I went to visit a brother. And he just took me to his... He said, oh, this is my office right now. I'm like, oh, wow, this is good. I like this. I mean, this screen this is the type of screen I'm trying to get. And I wasn't saying it because I wanted him to give me. You know, there's a thing where you... You are believing God for, for a shoe and you sit in the brother's feet and say, ah, can I test it? He says, no, that's not it. Faith does not give a hint. I just said it really out of, yeah. I'm like, oh, where did you get this one? And the next thing he just said is, yeah, if you want it, you can have it. I'm like, I want it. <laughs> and I'm having it. You know, and that's how I got it. What I'm saying is this. I've come to a place in my life where, and I, and I say this with all modesty, I've come to a place in my life where I just think of things that I need and the Lord gets them to me. I just think like, yeah, I'm thinking of a car right now. <laughs> but that's already, But I just think and the Lord gets it to me. The blessing, listen, will make you to have things. Things. For some of you, it will not be, you know, people giving you those stuff. For some of you, it will be finding deals that are so cheap. You just walk into a place. And what people are buying for millions of naira, you just find it at the right price. Are you hearing what I'm saying? For some of you, it's about a connection you never determined, you never thought you would ever. But I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. The blessing will bring increase your way. Can you say amen? Alright. Let's, uh, okay. Let's finish this and then we close. Now, go to Genesis 24. I think our time is gone. Verse 1. We're going to end here and come back tomorrow. Go back, take all of these scriptures, feed on them. Amen. When you're going to sleep tonight, tell yourself the blessing of God is on my life. Increases on my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Speak words over your life. Speak words over your environment. Amen. Genesis 24, 1. Now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. How many of you like that for a testimony? Ah, come on. How many of you like that for a testimony? You look back and say what? The Lord has blessed me in every way. Glory to God. Can we just be on our feet and declare the blessing over our lives? We thank you, mighty God. We are blessed in the name of Jesus. We are blessed. We are blessed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everywhere we turn, the blessing of God is on our lives. Amen. We thank you, Father. Are you speaking words over your life right now? Are you speaking words over your finances in the name of Jesus? Are you speaking words over your job? That promotion is coming. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, a brother shared a testimony with me um, two, two days ago. He said he's been waiting for his promotion for 14 years. And he just got it two days ago. Come on, glory to God. God is doing mighty things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. Increase is, in, is, is, is for us. Increase belongs to us. 
The favor of God surrounds us to experience increase. The favor of God surrounds us to experience increase. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody, let's say this loud and clear. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it one more time. Say in the name of Jesus. The blessing of God is at work in my life. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I walk in increase. Say it one more time. Say the blessing of God is at work in my life. Therefore, I walk in increase. The favor of God is at work in my life. Therefore, I walk in increase. The grace of God is at work in my life. Therefore, I walk in increase. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. We believe that and we receive it. Increase is our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. For everyone here today, we call them blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email. Info at pastormax.ng or you can call 0805 888 7575. God bless you.